Rick Secker. We have a, uh, well, a happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody. We have a celebratory type of show going on this evening. We're going to be celebrating Ireland, our tour out to Ireland next year, 2022. I know it got pushed back from this summer until next summer. That's the Ancient Mysteries of Ireland tour. For those that uh, are not familiar with this, uh, that is a tour that we're doing out to Ireland. It runs from July 1st through the 9th. Now it's 2022. You can find out all the information about that, MikeRickSecker.com and uh, MysteriousAdventuresTours.com. And uh, we'd love to, we have a few spots still left. We'd love for uh, others to join. It's going to be an amazing tour. We're going to be covering a number of those locations tonight. The thing that I got with, forgot with the new setup is grabbing a bag of Haunted Road Roast. Back there, uh, stretch here, <laughs> on the bookcase. I can't turn around and grab it like I usually do, but this episode of Beyond the Shadows brought to you by Haunted Road Roast. It helps you hug ghosts. That's for Tim. All right, so let's get into the haunts of Ireland. And uh, there's Nicole. Thank you so much for uh, putting the link down there in the chat to uh to mikerickseker.com where you can get the link to that i need to switch out the artwork because i think the artwork out there still has the old date down there uh, but i do want to thank all of you who have joined this evening to the video live stream which is accessible only through uh, connecteduniverseportal.com is where you get the membership and you can join us for the live stream on wednesdays as well as all the articles and uh, additional videos that are out there like the monthly q a videos the behind the scenes sneak peeks We've got the Mike's Morning Mug videos, and then the archive of this live stream goes up there to the portal uh, the following day. So tomorrow, the video live stream of this will go up on ConnectedUniversePortal.com. Uh, right now, is a 30-day free trial for uh, potential new members that want to check it out. So those that are listening to the audio podcast later, go check it out. <laughs> I think you'll be very, uh, very surprised and uh, very happy with the material that's out there. All right. Yeah, like Nicole says, go tell your friends. <laughs> okay, Ireland, let's get into it. And, you know, I was on a, uh, a podcast earlier this week, uh, Ghost Magnet with uh, Bridget Marquot, and we were covering Haunted Ireland, but basically we stuck to the tour. Uh, which is great. The tour is going to be absolutely fantastic. We're visiting all these uh, amazing castles and everything, but we didn't get into some of uh, the other famous uh, Irish hauntings and legends. And so we're going to start right off with the infamous Banshee. Yes, the uh, basically like the Wailing Woman of Ireland. So the Banshees, and everybody's heard of the Banshee, but do people really know exactly what it is? They know that it's a Irish wailing woman. Why is she wailing? Well, there's a couple potential reasons. First of all, uh, she's usually seen as a harbinger of death. And uh, it could be a couple of different reasons uh, for this harbinger. So, uh, her singing and wailing could be a sign of a family death, or the other reason could be a family death uh, is about to happen, and so it's kind of either it's going to happen or it has happened, and she's basically the the siren, the signal for for that to to happen or to let others know that it has happened. 
Uh, she could be heard over long distances, so that's why it's kind of like, okay, it, these, she's this messenger letting people know. Uh, she is sometimes unusually tall. Sometimes she's wearing gray or white. A lot of times she has red eyes from her weeping. Sometimes she might have um, some different color hair. She might have red hair. She might be seen as all gray or white. Uh, so there's a couple of different types of appearances for her, uh, but mostly seen as a uh, as a harbinger of death. Uh, there's a, a couple of movies. There was one that I grew up on that had the Banshee in it. Um, I, I forget the name of it offhand. I know it was a Disney movie. And uh, yeah, it, it kind of was one of those spooky things for me. And uh, so I think that's it's kind of one of those where, you know, we've always heard the legends and, you know, it goes right along with, with Ireland. So Victoria, wailing woman, a whale, a whale is W-A-I-L, whale. <laughs> so screaming. There we go. So the other thing that we didn't really uh, cover on that, on that other podcast, but um, now I'll go ahead and talk about it here because... It, and you know, I didn't include my photo of the leprechauns. What in the world am I thinking? We'll talk about leprechauns here in, in just a moment, but uh, I do want to talk about fairies. So and this is a potential fairy photo. Not really sure. Uh, this, this was at some old abandoned locks and the swooping in. Now, uh, there are other things that we had seen along this. Now, that photo is out in Illinois, but... You know, you have all kinds of the fairy legends out in Ireland. And so they're sometimes seen as, as balls of light. Sometimes they're seen as like maybe something like a gnome. And then you get those stories of like uh, really almost like evil doppelganger type stories, like uh, the story of Michael and Bridget Cleary, in which he thought that the person that was his wife was not actually his wife, that the fairies had kidnapped his wife and had replaced her with a lookalike. Basically, she was she was sick for one, but then she was also uh, his behaviors he did not approve of, and so you know, he was questioning, you know, who is you know who are you? You're not acting like my wife. And then she got sick, and then you know, he just poured all of those old fairy legends onto her. Of course, you see the uh, you know the the circle of, of mushrooms that are supposed to be the fairy rings. It's actually a natural phenomenon. So it's the mycelium that's underground that's actually growing in the, uh, the mushrooms are basically like the fruit of the mycelium and the, and the way they encircle the nutrients that they're feeding off of is why it appears as a circle. So, uh, you know, the mushrooms are not really, you know, quote-unquote fairy rings, but that's kind of what it's, it's been attributed to. You also see all the uh, circle uh, ring forts, is what they call them, out in Ireland. And again, I didn't get all the photos uh, uploaded that I wanted to because I would have shown the fairy rings, the, the ring forts. So the ring forts are basically ancient forts in Ireland that, you know, are in the shape of a circle. But over time, you know, you had dirt and vegetation and all that grow up and pile up on top of it. And so it ended up looking like this uh, circular mound feature that, of course, you know, over time, forgetting what they originally were, you know, they became these you know, portals for the fairies. 
to travel in and out of. Some people actually ended up building little homes inside the uh, the ring forts because it provides protection. That's really what the ring forts were for, was to pro- provide protection for a community. The old houses in the middle just kind of uh, you know withered away once they were abandoned. And then hundreds of years later, other people move in. And some of them actually built a house within the, the ring forts because, again, kind of providing protection, but it looked like earthen mounds around it. And then, of course, all these uh, stories of the, of the fairies came out of that. So, but they were supposed to be to be portals. Um, one of the other things, just want to quickly mention when we talk about uh, shadow entities, shadow people, which I'm, you know, I guess not supposed to say or whatever, but I'm going to because of the fact that they're uh, they are in the titles, like poem by Francis Ledwidge, actually called the Shadow People. This is a famous Irish poet from uh, long ago. Uh, William Butler Yeats also had a poem called The Shadowy Waters where he's talking about shadows. And so, you know, a lot of these shadow legends actually come out of Ireland as well. So that's why when I go into like the history of shadow people and I mention, you know, some of these ancient cultures, uh, old cultures talking about shadow entities. Well, yeah, they did. They had all their stories. They had all their experiences and you even had poems titled the shadow people so there we go um victoria hey fairies are natural things too oh yeah yeah um the fairies are definitely i I definitely believe in fairies so go back to that photo uh real quick i'm not saying fairies aren't real i'm just saying you know stuff like when they when people say well there's a fairy ring growing in my backyard in the woods behind my house that's not a, a fairy ring it's a natural mushroom formation but fairies themselves are actually real. So uh, this photo here may or may not be just the crazy arc uh, of that and the fact that you know this was not lightning bug season. Um, it wasn't even time of the day for lightning bugs or whatever. Uh, you know that would have to have been you know, extremely you know flying at an extremely fast speed to be able to capture it like that. But having a uh entire video on uh on the fairies at hinsdale house which uh, was absolutely fascinating about a year and a half ago uh i was there investigating with uh megan talbert and we're in the woods there's a lot of stories about the woods behind hinsdale house now hinsdale house itself is supposed to be very haunted but I have found so much more going on with the land. And a lot of people talk about the land back there. You get back into the woods and you hear like the, the drumming of uh, Native American drums. But what we saw back there, not long after those drums, it started off as this you know, big blue ball of light way back in the woods. And there was, it goes back into somebody else's property. So we didn't walk back there. Well, we're seeing it kind of moving between the trees. And what's interesting was that the actual light itself was kind of blurring in and out. It would, get, it would focus and it would blur and focus again and then blur as it's moving between the trees. So we were back there for a little while, do a little investigating, VP session, stuff like that. Um, decided to go into the house, investigate in the house. Then once we were done inside, there's a, there's a big fire pit in the, in the backyard. So we go out there, let's hang out by the fire for a little bit. And all of a sudden we see, as we're just shooting the breeze back there, all these little lights come down out of the woods. Some are in the air, kind of twinkling. They're blue. 
Some are twinkling in the air. The ones on the ground are like morphing in really slowly and then they morph back out. So we're getting out our cameras and everything and you know we're trying to get this stuff on camera. It was very, very difficult for some reason. We're trying all different modes. Okay, night vision, full spectrum, you know, just, and then just saying, okay, you know, let's just try to use regular because it's not showing up on any others. And of course it's, you know, pitch black outside and we we're hoping that the light, the little blue light would be enough for the camera to pick it up. It got like two seconds of a clip in there, even though they're surrounding us. Um, again, not the season for fireflies because this was late September. There are blue ones, but they're down in the Carolinas. Hinsdale House is in New York. So what were these things? So we're getting down there on the ground, like looking. Okay, you know, what, what is here? You know, get the flashlights out. And we're not seeing anything because we're thinking, are these like, you know, are they like little bugs or whatever? Didn't see a thing. Um, so it was really, really fascinating. Did give an offering of an apple. And the next day went outside, the apple was tore into and... You know, it, it wasn't it wasn't a deer. A deer would have either made off with it or moved it or whatever. It was in the exact same spot. Could it have been bugs? Well, there were shreds of the apple, like the peel, like around it. You know, so it was like, eh, I don't think this was <laughs> this was bugs. It would have bore into it and eaten it. But why would it be like all this shrapnel of an of apple around it? So, uh, yeah, it was very very unusual. So that's you know my fairy story. I do believe in them. Uh, also, when it comes to, and we'll get into the uh, the hauntings of, of the tour here in, in just a moment. Also, when it comes to Ireland, uh, something I'm always really fascinated about uh, is the old, are the old archaeological sites. You have the cairns, you have the dolmens. I mean, you have these you know, fantastic Neolithic monuments out there. Newgrange, of course, is uh, the most popular. And what's interesting about this, what they've done with Newgrange, all that white stone, is that is not the original facade uh, of Newgrange. So it was a hill that was built up. And I do apologize to those listening to the podcast later that you're not seeing these, these photos. I'll do my best to describe. But you know, it's one of, the, one of the perks of being part of the connected universe is you can join us for the for the live stream and see the uh, the photos. So, but that's not the original facade. The, the facade here is really, really controversial. Uh, that was put up, I believe it was in the 1960s. And it's, uh, it kind of does a disservice to the way the ancients, uh, you know, had actually built this mound. You know, I guess in some ways it's supposed to be protecting it from you know, caving in or, or whatever, but it, it had already been there for thousands of years. So did it really need all of that? I do have a, a photo here of how it had looked. You know, it's not as pretty, of course, but, you know, gives you an idea of the way that it had looked before they decided to uh, to restore. And they, then they consider that facade a restorative measure, even though, it had never had a facade like that before. But also what I find fascinating about Newgrange, now that that passage there goes all the way back and on the winter solstice, you get the, the sun streaming uh, right through those, uh, through that passage, which is amazing. And in order to, to witness that, they actually have a lottery. 
So you have to uh, basically win the lottery. Uh, they'll, they'll sell the tickets or whatever. Um, and if, um, you know, basically if your number is called, then you get to go there on the winter solstice. But I find the swirls on the rocks absolutely fascinating because you see these swirl features in many other ancient cultures that, again, were not supposed to be connected to each other uh, at all. So you see this in Sardinia. You see this in the American Southwest. Um, you know, you go to go to Chaco Canyon. I have I have photos of the petroglyphs where they have these swirls. You, you see them in a lot of different cultures around the world. And so uh, some people believe that they may indicate stargates, uh, maybe portal activity. Some people believe that uh, the origins of this pattern date back to Atlantis. So, uh, you know, really uh, very, very interesting that uh, you have so many cultures, again, not connected to each other using that pattern. So just scrolling through here real quick to see if there are any questions yet. Not seeing any. Okay. So we'll move on now to the actual tour, Haunts of Ireland. All right. So, well, first and foremost, you know, we, we have to have a hotel to stay at. And that is the Maldron Hotel. So basically we're, um, you know, we're flying in. We'll be spending a lot of time around the Cork area you know, stretching out from that, of course, but then reconvening back in uh, Cork at the, at the end of the tour. But what's cool about the Maldron Hotel, uh, it was formerly known as the North Infirmary Hospital. So this is an old uh, hospital uh, as far back as 1720. Could possibly be older, we don't know. Uh, but what's funny about this is that the most haunted area of the hotel is actually the gym. Yeah, yeah, the gym is haunted. <laughs> so uh, when when we stay there, we have to actually check out the gym and see if we actually uh, witness anything. So, you know, a few ghosts while you're working out. But, uh, you know, other areas of the hotel have also uh, experienced apparitions, poltergeist activity. Uh, but, yes, yeah, the third floor gym that is supposed to be the most active. And so uh, we'll have to do a little research on what exactly the third floor had originally been since it was originally an infirmary, a hospital. You know, imagine it has you know, some sort of connection to that, of course. First major place uh, that we're hitting is Blarney Castle. So yeah, this is you know the infamous Blarney Stone. Uh, is is here now of course uh in order to get to kiss the blarney stone you have to basically be slid in upside down under this rock they they have safety measures in place and they have somebody holding you and all that uh, to kind of you know, bend over bend over backwards and kiss the blarney stone <laughs> uh that'll be fun though and as far as like COVID and everything. Well, we're, we're going next year. We're hoping COVID is, uh, you know, gone by then. But even without that, they have something there to, to wipe it down so that, you know, you're not passing germs around, right? So uh, no need to worry about that. So we are going to kiss the, uh, the Blarney Stone. So Victoria is saying that it was the psych ward. Or you're LOLing, though. So do you know for sure that was the psych ward? Or are you just, you know, presuming that? Because... I, I don't know. I haven't looked that far yet into it. Uh, yeah, Victoria Blarney Stone here. Hold my mead. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that'll be a lot of fun, though. 
at uh, Blarney Castle. But you know, it has it has its own uh, haunts as well. You know, any of these old castles out there in Ireland, uh, you know, have their haunts. They have their legends. They have their stories. Uh, you know, as far as this particular castle, you know, people hear the footsteps and disembodied voices. You know, a couple of apparitions. You know, seen throughout the years. Uh, so some of these will actually be doing uh, full paranormal investigations at. This one we're not. We're, we're basically doing the tour. Uh, but we're seeing so many castles on this this trip. It's uh, you know, going to be absolutely amazing. So going back into our uh, Neolithic age, uh, Drombeg Stone Circle. I'm really looking forward to this one. I mean, this is Ancient Mysteries of Ireland. And so, you know, this is much, much smaller than, you know, something like Stonehenge, but, uh, you know, has the same type of concepts here. You know, it, uh, you know, certainly has some calendrical uh, type of properties to it. You know, it's, you know, astronomically aligned. Of course, you have the stories of you know, Druids going there, performing uh, sacrifices. They have a, there's a stone there in the middle that's called the Druids Altar. Uh, now, we're not for certain that it's where uh, sacrifices were performed. That's kind of the stories in legends. Uh, you know, I, I guess the you know story came from some renowned psychic, and I'm not really uh, you know sure offhand who that may have been uh, that had stated that. But you know, we're talking about a uh, you know a, a monument that goes at least as far back as the Bronze Age, some three thousand years ago. So. Knowing from, I mean, we've talked about it a lot on here about our different ancient sites of power. It's something I'm very interested in going and experiencing, getting in with within a circle like this, because you know the the ancients knew how to tap into those telluric currents in the earth and harness that power for different means, whether it was healing or. Uh, you know, like entering altered states of consciousness. You have a lot of different stories about opening portals and stargates and things like that. Uh, we kind of talked a little bit about that last week, but this is one of those sites that uh, that is supposed to be able to tap into this type of energy. So it'll be interesting to go there and actually experience that. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. All right, from there, we are headed to Desmond Castle. Uh, you know, compared to some of the other ones, this might actually be a little bit newer, I suppose, because uh, it was constructed in the 1500s. Uh, but, you know, part of it, you can see there on the right-hand side, the ruins. So a lot of this castle was actually destroyed in a fire uh, in which you know, 54 prisoners uh, actually lost their lives in that fire. But it's it's been a number of things. It served as a custom house, um, of course, you know, like a keep, there are uh, a number of different assaults on the town, uh, you know, by English forces. Uh, and again, it was, uh, used as a prison. So, and then during the 1840s, it was used as a workhouse. So it's been a lot of different things. So the type of energy there that, you know, we'll be able to feel and experience would be very, I guess, mixed for lack of a better term. And, uh, yeah, it, it is haunted as well. Now, what will be interesting uh, at this location is which is the more haunted part? Is it the uh, part of the castle that's still standing 
for these ruins there off to the side. Uh, that will definitely be interesting to, uh, to learn. So then we have Charles Fort. And this place is huge. Uh, for those you know, watching the live stream, I mean, take a look at this thing. <laughs> it is absolutely huge. So, um, you know, and a number of these, you can kind of see that, you know, a number of these buildings are, you know, kind of in ruins, you know, no roofs, um, you know, but you know, it would be amazing to, you know, kind of walk the grounds and, and tour an ancient site like this that is so large. Uh, it was built in uh, 1682, and, you know, basically you see the pur purpose of it as a, as a bastion force, but the, the horrible tale of this that's supposed to be the primary haunting of uh, Charles Fort is of Wilfer, Wilful Warrender. Uh, very, very tragic tale. Uh, it happened in the 1870s. She was a, uh, a young woman married to an officer. And, well, she was, I'm sorry, I take that back. She was about to get married to an officer. So he, uh, he the young man she was marrying, uh, I can't remember his name offhand, but he had swapped places with a sentry. He was having the sentry run an errand to get his new wife flowers. So he took the sentry's spot. I guess he didn't want to run off down to the market and get the flowers. So he sent the sentry to go. He took the sentry spot, but he fell asleep. Well, she was the daughter of the, the fort's commander. The fort's commander, though, walking along, sees this, who he thinks is a sentry, asleep at his post. Uh, so what this, and I guess you can get, you get court-martialed for falling asleep at your post, and, and that's, you know, like on the spot, that's what this fort commander did. He saw the sentry asleep and shot him, not realizing it was... Uh, his his new son-in-law. And once he discovered this, you know, of course, he was distraught. His daughter, who was you know, marrying the, the, the young man, was absolutely distraught. She threw herself off of the, the wall there. And let's see how, again, how tall this is. She threw herself off of the wall. Now, these are like was it like at least 30 feet high? Uh, I think higher in some places. So she throws herself off, kills herself. Once she dies, now you have this, this fort commander who, you know, killed his new son-in-law. His daughter's committed suicide over this. So what does he do? He shoots his own self. Again, very, very tragic tale. And it's primarily her, Wilfor Warrender, that is seen roaming the grounds as the lady in white. So a uh, very, very tragic tale. But that's, uh, you know, one of the bigger places that we will be going to during this uh, uh, trip. So uh, nice to see Diane Hilbert and, uh, and Carrie join. Great to see you. So, so, all right, moving on. 
we are headed to from here dun, 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 to Kahir Castle. This is a very cool photo. I like this because you got you got the little river there, you got the cool stone bridge, you got the the old castle. There's kind of like a mist in the air, very St. Patrick's Day ish. Victoria asking, we'll be able to go inside the, the ruins. Uh, I guess that's back at Charles Fort. Yeah, um, I don't know how extensively we get to you know, actually walk into the ruins, but yes, we'll be able to walk amongst the ruins for sure. Um, as far as the lady in white, that's, that's the, uh, that would be willful, the, uh, the daughter who jumped off of the, uh, the battlements there. So, all right. Uh, and Carrie's asking, what'd you miss? <laughs> what amazing location? We are in Ireland right now. So just to recap it, we are doing our tour of Ireland. So Cahir Castle. So this is one of the older places that we will be visiting in 2022. Uh, constructed in 1142. Uh, in 1981, it was actually used for a battle scene in the film Excalibur. But what's primarily seen here... Again, another amazing uh, ancient castle that we will actually be checking out. Uh, there is an old Welsh gentleman that's been seen by several visitors. Uh, one of them actually claimed that they had a full-on conversation uh, with this particular ghost. So it's kind of kind of interesting. You you hear these stories about yeah, I had a full conversation with with this individual and come to find out they're actually having a conversation with some sort of ghost, but it was like full in color, just like you and me type of apparition. Really love to have one of those experiences. I mean, it's been hard enough seeing like a full body apparition, just kind of like that, you know, uh, that in that whitish aspect. Uh, but to get one that's like full on looks like you and me, that would be amazing. So, all right. So, moving on from Kahir Castle. Now, this one, it's part of the tour, uh, but not really a haunted location. That's the Swiss Cottage. This place is just cool. Um, it's it's just very, very different. Not something you would actually expect in Ireland, uh, but uh, it's been used as a residence, been used as a vacation home. Uh, the... Uh, it was built for the first Earl of Glengall and his wife, Emily Jeffries of Blarney Castle. So it has connections to Blarney Castle. It's just really a very cool spot. It's along the way that uh, we'll be going to check out. So again, not, not really a haunted location, but very, very cool. So after that, now this is like one of the most famous castles in Ireland outside of like Blarney and Lepp, and that's the Rock of Castle. And this place is absolutely beautiful. Uh, you've got it you know, up on the hill like that. You've got the stone walls. You've got the cemetery right next to the castle like that. You've got these monuments and then this absolutely beautiful castle. So the, uh, the, the story with this one is, since it is St. Patrick's Day, of course, uh, it was actually formed, uh, this, this area, uh, when St. Patrick banished Satan from a cave. So the cave is basically right there in the hill. And this is supposed to be, you know, one of uh, St. Patrick's uh, more memorable achievements. And then 
uh, there are a number of, you know, St. Patrick did a lot of work out of here, a number of baptisms. They established the, uh, uh, the cathedral there and, you know, all of that amazing stuff. Uh, he, you know, St. Patrick did the you know, first uh, Christian conversions here and baptized King Angus. So uh, a lot of history at this particular location. And so, again, you know, another haunted castle, but steeped in all kinds of Irish history. And then, again, it's just freaking cool looking. <laughs> With, as you can see, those monuments in the cemetery there, and just this amazing castle built up on top of the hill. So now we go to Charleville Castle. This one is actually, you know, we've been, we've been hitting all these amazing castles and locations, and we haven't done like a full-on paranormal investigation yet. Our first one will be at this location here. Now, this particular castle, the there's kind of almost like a question about the grounds. Um, with it's concerning the Druids, was the castle built on uh, you know, a Druid holy site? Now there's supposed to be a uh, a Druid circle out in the woods. So is is that the spot? Basically, what's what's happening is uh, people are seeing uh, hooded figures walking the grounds at times, uh, you know, like ghostly shadow uh, type entities. So basically, you're you're hooded figure type shadow people, but uh, people are relating to these as the apparitions, you know, but showing up as as black uh, apparitions of uh, druids from long, long ago. So. It has these really ancient ties, and the castle already has its own haunts in tragedies. So one of the primary haunts or hauntings is of a little girl. They believe it is Harriet, who died at the age of eight in 1861. Basically what happened is she lost her grip sliding down the main balustrade. Uh, and she basically crashed to the stairs, and I don't know all the gory details about uh, how she passed, but basically her apparition is seen there along the stairs, or they hear her singing throughout the castle. There's supposed to be other child spirits throughout the castle as well, and the first Earl of Charleville has also been seen walking the tower uh, throughout the castle. So uh, we'll be actually investigating that castle. It's not an overnight investigation, but we will be there for several hours actually investigating. Now, uh, this one's been featured on Ghost Hunters International, and also for those of you that remember Scariest Places on Earth, uh, this was featured on Scariest Places on Earth. With you remember when they would uh, kind of you know, rig up the families with all the you know. Uh, they'd get the, the IR cameras on them and they'd have the IR cameras like pointed right in their faces. That always drove me nuts. <laughs> the IR cameras pointed right up in their faces. Um, send the families in there to basically spook them. Uh, that, that was this castle. So we'll be doing that. Uh, I'll, I'll have to watch that episode. I'm, I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere or, or what have you and uh, go watch that episode again. I remember that one way back in the day. Uh, so Charleville Castle. So from there, uh, we hit, you guessed it, another castle, Kilkenny Castle. <laughs> uh, this one also has 
uh, a lady in white that is said to wander lost and, lost and lonely throughout the uh, the castle, also in the gardens as well. Uh, so we'll, we'll have to check out the gardens, see if we can uh, see her there. But, you know, the... Uh, the staircases are supposed to be haunted uh, with the with the lady in white as well, and apparently she's supposed to be there to ensure uh, you know, nobody has a restful night's sleep uh, at this castle. So uh, yeah, another lady in white story. We get we get a few of those, don't we? But um, you know, another amazing castle here, and I and. You know, I don't mean to just be like, oh, yeah, it's another castle, because these are all amazing castles, and this one uh, dates back to the uh, uh, the 12th century, so it's a, it's another extremely old one. Uh, you know, any of these uh, amazing castles are just, you know, you know, steeped in all this history. They're going to have the haunts, um, and we're just you know, really honored to be able to go through and, and check out the, these old historic places. So, um, so in Tom saying, uh, I'll wear my best green since I have family there. We may get a few, uh, chosen pubs to visit, which would be cool. Victoria says that's our nighttime agenda. I think Maria has a haunted pub or two. We're going to visit. Yeah, now that'll definitely be on the docket. And that's one of the reasons why we're not doing it this year. Why it's been pushed off to next year, um, is because basically Ireland has closed down all their, their restaurants and pubs and everything until September. So it would be very difficult to go to Ireland right now uh, and just have a meal <laughs> because if these places are all closed. How are we going to get you know a bite to eat or you know have a beer or, or whatever? Which you have to do while you're out there, right? We'll get to a little bit more of that in just a moment because we are going to get our Irish whiskey while we're out there. So which is used in making Irish cream, which Nicole made. St. Patrick's Day, awesome stuff, awesome stuff. All right, so uh, so now we're getting to Spike Island, and this place is, this is going to be amazing. So uh, we have three paranormal investigations that we are doing for, uh, for this trip, for this tour. Charleville Castle was the first. The second one is going to be Spike Island. This is an overnight, and we will have the whole island to ourselves. Yeah, yeah, this whole place. Now, there's a there's a dormitory if we want to, you know, catch a few Zs that we can lay down in. It's not the Ritz, but it is a place where we can sleep. Um, is it going to be haunted? Well, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, what's so? This is basically considered the Alcatraz of Ireland. Uh, high security facility dates back hundreds of years. Uh, during the famine era, uh, they crammed 2,300 inmates into this place, and many of them died. There are mass graves on the island holding some 1,300 bodies. Uh, so, you know, it's it's going to have a lot of energy out there on this island. Uh, over the years, soldiers have fired at phantom intruders. Uh, during the 1980s, Prison guards reported uh, prisoners complaining of a black entity visiting their cells at night. So don't know who or what it was, but that screams 
shadow entity to me. So imagine, you know, some shadow figure or black mass or whatever going into these cells at night. Not sure what they were looking for. I mean, you, it could have just been, for all we know, a prison guard from 100 years ago still making his rounds, checking in on the prisoners at night. No idea. But while we're there, maybe we can figure that out. Yeah, I'm thinking Shadow Dimension Ireland edition here. So that's going to be really, really interesting. Um, yeah, <laughs> the, 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 the tumblers are going through my head. Uh, the gears are, are clicking. I'm already doing that with, uh, with Egypt this year. We'll, we'll be doing some of the ancient Egypt, you know, meshing it in with the Shadow Dimension stuff. But 2022 will be the Ireland edition of that, and Spike Island will definitely play a part in that. So, yeah, amazing stuff. So, Victoria, I wonder if they had solitary there. I imagine they did. Uh, most most prisons did. And so I, I imagine they had a solitary there as, as well. So I, I don't have all of those specific details about the prison, but... Um, yeah, we'll be hitting we'll be hitting the hot spots there. Uh again, a very historic place. And um I know somebody had a, a question about um oh I don't think I don't think she's here in the chat, but the question was um because her husband is wasn't into all the ghost stuff, if he could kind of separate off and do his own thing at times, but you know, we are on this island. You know, we're we're taking a boat there. We're taking a ferry over there. Uh, and so we're going to be on that island. And so, yeah, you, you don't want to separate for that. <laughs> we're going to be very isolated for this. So don't spike yourself while we're on Spike Island. Uh, but I mentioned Irish whiskey earlier, and we may need some whiskey after that one. We'll be hitting the Jameson Distillery. This is kind of more of a... Uh, of a fun uh, thing to do. Go there, take the tour, get some Irish whiskey, of course. Uh, but it is also supposed to be a haunted building. Um, not familiar with the the particular haunts of the building, but uh, it, it is another older uh, building. And uh, you know, it does have its own haunts, but I think we're pro- primarily going to be there for other spirits <laughs> uh, but speaking of spirits another interesting location that we'll be hitting this is not haunted at all it's just kind of along the way and uh, you know it ties back into you know, some of our american history so during the uh the great famine uh the great the great hunger that they had in ireland during the 1840s the choctaw tribe here in United States got wind of this and they felt compassion for these people that were starving in Ireland and raised a bunch of money and sent it to Ireland to, to help feed people, uh, which is, which is absolutely amazing. You know, it's kind of, it's very random, but what the, uh, the Irish people ended up doing was building this monument for them to to honor our Native American tribe, the Choctaw. So very very cool. Kind of tie, it ties into the the famine ties into uh, a number of the locations that we are going to be visiting. 
Uh, it ties into, of course, America. And for those that have been following for a while and you know, listening and watching you know, all of my stuff, even reading uh, all my material on shadow entities, I talk about when it comes to some of the ancient ideas of what shadows are, one of the examples I give of Native American legends are with the Choctaw and how they believe in two parts of the soul. They're actually both shadow-type parts of the soul, but one goes on to the land of the ghosts, and the other is the shadow that stays here on Earth. And that's a Choctaw legend. So I find it kind of cool how you know you, you have these different connections like that. Almost seems kind of seamless, you know, talking connected universe. All right, so from there, we actually do a whole cork ghost tour. So cork uh, itself has all kinds of different haunts. Um, I couldn't even you know list them all, but we're talking to all kinds of different haunted pubs, uh, other establishments throughout the town. Uh, you know, so. Kind of those uh, one of those walking tours through a very old historic town, and you know, getting the the lowdown on all the the haunts throughout the town. So uh, that will be uh, very very cool to do that. So that that one's kind of like a lot of fun. Um, I've I've done a few just we'll hit a ghost tour, and if they they do it well, and from what I understand, the the ones in Cork are done very very well. You you basically have the um, the, the tour guide kind of playing the part, dressing the part, and uh, you know, being a very, very uh, authentic storyteller. So uh, that will be very fun. Then kind of a, uh, you, know, you know, ending the whole thing off on an amazing note, almost saving the best for last, and, you know, not to, not to disparage any of the other locations, but... In, in paranormal circles, when we talk of Ireland, because it's been featured on so many of the television shows, um, and it has a very haunted, storied history, that's Lep Castle. Uh, so this is when anybody from the paranormal field talks about you know going to Ireland, they always want to hit Lep Castle, and we're doing that as our last spot. Now, we are investigating this one as well. So this is our third paranormal investigation which, again, will be absolutely amazing. And there are so many hauntings uh, of this particular uh, castle. The, uh, the one everybody talks about is the Elemental. Uh, so basically what, what's going on here with the Elemental, um, well, it's kind of interesting, uh, really, is that you, know, you had these stories of the Elemental you know, for, for decades, you know, for years and years and years. The owners, the current owners, have actually never experienced the Elemental. They've been there since 1991. But other people who have been there to investigate uh, have experienced it. You know, this has happened a handful of times, but I find it interesting that owners never have. Uh, so you have the Obliette, which is a hole in the chapel. Uh, you know, technically what it is is you know, a hole in the chapel to store valuables, it was eventually converted to what people have called like the murder hole, and um, you know, they would throw they would throw bodies down there. You know, they they'd either you know, poison them, throw them down there, or throw them down there, let them starve. And 
a lot of activity just really kicked up within the castle when the remains down in the murder hole of the Obliette uh, were uncovered. So I can't remember how many uh, skeletons were actually revealed, how you know the number of remains, but uh, quite a few people were thrown down there. Uh, you also have the the ghost girls that have been seen there. Now that's that's really what the uh, current owners have seen. They 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 talk a lot about seeing the girls. Uh, there's also a um, a man and a woman, uh, a governess and an old man who are sometimes seen with the girls. So not necessarily um, like, like the old man isn't necessarily their their father uh, or even like a grandfather, uh, but he's been seen with them. The governess, you know, may or may not be their governess, but you know, you hear some of these stories that in the afterlife, spirits that find each other in this, these locations, you know, they end up developing developing those connections anyway. Whether whether or not they were actually from each other's era or knew each other in life, that in the afterlife they will develop those connections. Um, really interesting story from uh, one of the Hans Holzer books that I have is at a historic house. There was a, a little girl that was that was there. That was the, the primary haunting was the little girl. But there was also a woman there. And so, you know, in trying to, um, you know, contact with each of them, you know, the girl just wanted to play, but there were other times she would grow very sad and would get upset. Um, and, you know, because she didn't really understand what was going on. She didn't necessarily understand that she was that she was dead. When talking with the woman, you know, trying to find out, okay, why are you still here? Why haven't you passed on? We get that the little girl doesn't understand what's going on, but the woman, you know, it wasn't her daughter. She was a you know from another point in time, but she had met the little girl spirit, and she was like somebody needs to take care of her. So I'm staying here right now to take care of her. You know, so you, you see that compassion between spirits, even if they didn't know each other in life, which is really, really interesting. Um, also there at Lep Castle, you get the, uh, uh, the red lady. So this is, this is a woman, there are a number of different stories about her. Um, you know, whether she was, um, and she's seen with a dagger. Okay. So uh, interested in red, which is why people call her the red lady. But a couple of stories. You know, one is that she was uh, raped, got pregnant, delivered the baby, and then killed the baby and herself. Which to me, it's stories like that are always kind of weird because you know, if if you're well, we won't get into all that. But that one's always a little off to me. You know, I see that same story at the Skirvin Hotel with Effie the Chambermaid, which, of course, is just an amalgamation of a couple of different stories put together. Uh, the other one is that this woman was being fought over by, you know, a couple of gentlemen. And when, um, when she was fleeing from them, they chased her down and killed her. So, you know, I don't really know what the motive is there. <laughs> you know, if you if you two guys are actually fighting over her, why would you then both turn around and end up killing her if she was running away? It's kind of weird. So, you know, the the legends of her, I kind of take with a grain of salt, but she's there, and there's probably like a little grain of truth there within those legends. So maybe we'll figure it out while we're there. So that is Lep Castle. And, uh, and then we come back home. So... <laughs> 
<laughs> that's our Ireland tour that we're doing next year in 2022. Uh, it's going to be absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, yeah, and Victoria, ghost, ghost tour guides are awesome. Yeah, a lot of them can be. A lot of them can be. So now I know Victoria is going to be there. Uh, Nicole, um, if, if Tom or is, I don't know if Carrie's still down there in, in the chat, if you guys can make it, that would be fantastic. Anybody else that's, that's listening or watching later, we'd love to have you along in 2022. It's going to be a phenomenal uh, tour of Ireland. You know, it's, you know, Ireland has a lot of storied history, um, a lot of sad history as well. And so that energy has really adhered itself to these historic locations. And uh, we'll get to experience that. Maybe we'll see a fairy. Maybe we'll see a leprechaun. Oh, yeah, there's, all, there's also the leprechaun legends. I didn't even really touch on that at all. Um, I kind of, when it, when it comes to, like, the leprechauns, I actually do believe that there's a grain of truth within those legends as well. Um, very different than what most people would think so leprechauns some people lump them in with fairies i always find that really weird like leprechauns mermaids getting lumped in with fairies but but some people do that as they're kind of compartmentalizing and categorizing you know stuff um they, they've lumped them in there i kind of get gnomes being lumped in there not so much but i guess i do to a degree but leprechauns get lumped in there as well. But I think what, what has happened here in a lot of cases is that um, we've seen around the world different size people from ancient times. They were, they were related to humans, but not exactly human them, themselves. We have the giants, and then we have the little people as well. So we've seen in some of the um, you know, South Pacific islands, island of Flores, um, which they called the, the Hobbit people, discovered the early 2000s. There have been some others as well discovered over the years. You know, three, maybe four feet at the most, their height. Um, and, and these were just, you know, smaller type people related to humans somehow. You know, and we're not talking like dwarfism or whatever. They were actually, you know, fully structurally just smaller. Um, so if there were people like that in other parts of the world, why wouldn't they possibly also be in a place like Ireland. Perhaps the Irish full-body humans were seeing some of these smaller-statured humanoid-type people. Maybe they're just kind of hanging out in the woods, doing their own thing. Maybe they're hanging out in some caves or what have you. Um, you know, because they're smaller, you know, as a protective measure, they wouldn't have gone around or, or tried to stay away from the larger type humans. Um, so probably would have been skittish around them. And so they probably, you know, saw them, you know, amongst the woods or whatever. And so then they would create stories and legends and what have you to kind of describe, you know, why they would behave like that, you know, who they were being smaller stature. Then you get the stories of the, of the leprechaun. So because those islands uh, that had those in, in the South Pacific, um, Indonesia and, and what have you, um, you know, they did the same thing. They had their own stories and legends about those particular people. And they even had stories about and some of them actually intermingled uh, with the with the taller islanders. And so, um, you know, 
they say you can you can tell the ones that are from that bloodline because of some different physical traits uh, of, of of them. So it's it's kind of interesting. Uh, so I believe that there's you know as far as like a kind of quote unquote true leprechaun. Um, I believe that there were smaller people that were probably there back in the day, just we haven't discovered their remains yet, that ended up being attributed to the leprechaun legends. So as far as the pot of gold, I think that's just, you know, part of the legend. I don't think they were, the smaller people were running around with the pot of gold. Um, you know, it could even be, hey, it could even be that, you know, let, let's say, okay, we'll just throw a hypothetical out there. You know, these smaller people, you know, running around on the islands. Um, you have a you know, village of humans on there. Maybe they had uh, some shiny gold sitting out. And you know, these little guys are like, ooh, shiny thing, and grabs it and runs off with it into the woods. You know, and if you know, you know, the humans go running after, can't catch up or whatever, maybe they have their hole in the ground or their cave or whatever, and they couldn't find it, well, you just had a small little guy out in the woods run off with a pot of gold, and so, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, tr totally hypothetical, but, you know, that could legitimately be where, you know, some of these legends arose from. There's some event that happened in the past, and it just gets, you know, sculpted and modified and changed over time to become what it is today. And now, you know, you buy a box of Lucky Charms and they're little marshmallows. So, <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. So there we go. There, those are our, our haunts of Ireland. I hope you're all enjoying your St. Patrick's Day. Um, I'm going to go have a little Irish cream with Nicole and enjoy. For those listening to the podcast later, please join us out at ConnectedUniversePortal.com. Join us for the live stream. You get to see the slideshow. You get to ask questions. Uh, throughout the show, you know, make the comments, all that, interact with us in the chat room, and then you get uh, all of the uh, additional material out there on the Connected Universe portal uh, as well. Like all the articles, the behind-the-scenes videos, the sneak peeks, the uh, the monthly Q&A, Mike's Morning Mugs videos, you know, all that stuff. Um, and then, you know, at any time you want, you can review any of these live streams, the ones that you've missed, they're out there on the Connected Universe portal. All right. And so for those that are watching right now, I did post the March Q&A question out there uh, on the community site. So you can pop into that thread and ask your question because it is, it's already halfway through the month. So within the next two weeks, I'm going to have to uh, go ahead and record that Q&A video. So get your questions out there. All right. Everybody have a wonderful night. Enjoy the rest of your St. Patrick's Day. Till next time.